0: sermon from Garden City Methodist Church. We want to invite you to worship with us each Sunday at 1030 a.m., either in person or online. You can come to our beautiful sanctuary at 62 Varnado Avenue, Garden City, Georgia, or you can worship with us online as we stream our services at GardenCityUMC.com. Oh my God, you search, you search our, our hearts and see every part of us. All our desires are known to you, and from you no secrets are hidden. By the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, cleanse our hearts so we may perfectly love you and glorify your holy name. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, as God's dearly loved children, let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today your daily bread and forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Our scripture this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through chapter 2, verse 5. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. Things that are not to reduce to nothing things that are. So that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come to proclaim the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but in the power of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I got a confession to make to you guys. Um, If you invite me to an event and you use Facebook to do it, I probably am going to click the maybe button. Because I'm an introvert, and I don't know on the night in question of your event if I'm going to be up to going to it or not. Maybe I'm going to want to stay home. I do not like to make that commitment. But we live in a world these days that feels like it's scared to make commitments, right? People don't want to get married because they say, well, I don't need a piece of paper to prove that I love this person. So what do I need to get married for? Right? It's just this this culture that that wants to keep our options open. Or like we don't have a a trust that the other person's gonna come through for us. Or we don't want to let people down by because we're scared we're not gonna be able to keep a commitment. So we just avoid commitments altogether. But you know, sometimes it's nice to hear a commitment. Sometimes it's nice. When you have a party and you're wanting people to come to see people click the yes and not the maybe. All right, I can count on this person to come. They said yes. Sometimes it's nice to hear the person that you love stand up in front of God and everyone and make that promise, that commitment that they want to stay with you. But God operates with commitment. God is a covenantal God. He made a covenant within the Old Testament. He made a covenant through Jesus in the New Testament. God makes promises, and he keeps promises. I think God wants us to be a covenantal people also. God calls us into covenantal relationship with himself and with others. And you see this in in Paul's posture when he talks to the Corinthians here. Paul's reminding the Corinthians that they are a chosen people, that they're they're set apart. He reminds them that God has given them this alternative way of being. You're not supposed to be like the the surrounding culture. You're supposed to come with with what the world sees as foolishness, is is the wisdom of God. And then Paul makes a commitment to the Corinthians to act consistent with those values when he's around them. So often we fail to act as if we are a chosen people. So often we fail to act as if we're truly set apart. We're complicit with the foolishness of the world instead of operating out of the wisdom of God. So often we neglect the important spiritual things in in favor of the fleeting earthly things. We're about to start... In, in the first part of, of 2023, through uh, up until Advent actually, or not, not, up until Lent actually, we're going to be in a series on prayer. We're going to talk about, about the life of prayer and the kind of, of prayer life that God wants us to live. But a series on prayer isn't going to do us much good if we don't change as a result of what we hear. And we're not going to change our habits unless we make a commitment to do so. So part of what I think God is calling us to in 2023 as Garden City United Methodist Church is to covenant with God in our prayer lives. We need to remember our calling and then commit to living out that calling. And so in a few minutes we're going to say together Wesley's covenant prayer. And if you look through it, it's, it's uh, a couple pages down. It's the one that starts with, I am not my own, I am yours alone. It's intense, y'all. It's an intense prayer. But I mean, it was written by John Wesley, so what do you expect? That guy was, dude was intense. But it's beautiful. This is what committing our whole selves to God looks like. And it can be intimidating to say those words. And even more intimidating to mean them. But isn't God worth it? Isn't he worth being laid aside for? Isn't God worth being put to use for? And so as we say this this prayer, I want us to just mean it. And if you can't mean it, then don't say it. It's okay if you're not in a place where you can say, let me be laid aside for you. It's all right. But consider making a commitment to God this morning. Consider this alternative way that God is calling you to live. Another thing we can do is make a rule of life. A rule of life is is specific. It's taking these, these broad things and saying, this is how I plan to live them out. It's not as legalistic as it sounds. It's not talking about a rule as in a, Um, A law. It's more of a rule as in a measurement. This is how I'm going to measure whether or not I am faithfully living out my commitment. And you don't have to commit to a rule of life forever. You can change it as it goes. So kind of one of the things that I'm going to do in my rule of life in 23, these are kind of the ways that I want to specifically follow out my commitments. I want to commit to distraction-free mornings. So often I roll, wake up, I roll over, I pull up my phone, and then I'm off to the races in the distraction of the world. But I want a distraction-free morning so that I can devote myself to prayer instead of foolishness. One of the ways that I want to be com- committing myself to God is to step on the scale every day and look at my weight and let it shame me into exercising. One of the ways that I want to to commit myself to God is saying a little prayer on the hour every hour or as close to on the hour as I can, just stopping whatever I'm doing and offering up a prayer to God. It's scary to make commitments. It's scary to promise things that we don't know if we'll be able to keep. But God has tons of grace for us so we can have grace for ourselves because we know that It's not on us to keep these things. We need to try to keep them, but it's on God to give us the power to keep our commitments. God empowers us to do the things that he calls us to do. So we do our best and we trust God for the rest. So this morning, I want you to take some time in prayer as we go through the rest of this service. Think about the kind of commitments that you want to make to God in 2023. If you feel led, make a rule of life. And let's start this year off right by committing ourselves to the one who made the ultimate commitment to us. Okay, we're back on the liturgy and the bulletin. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the testament. Oh, wait, I already said that. Dearly beloved brothers and sisters, the Christian life is a life found in Christ, redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. We are those who have entered into this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of this covenant. He sealed it with his own blood so that it would last forever. On one side of this covenant stands God who promises to give us new life in Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. Every day, God proves his goodness and grace to us, showing us that his promise still stands firm. On the other side, we stand as those who promise to no longer live life for ourselves, but instead only to live for Jesus Christ because he's loved us and given his life for us. There are times in our lives when it is important for us to remember and to reaffirm our promises and vows. In the same way, we come today to renew our covenant with God. Many generations have done this before us. Today we make the covenant our own, renewing with both joy and sincerity the covenant that binds us all to God. We are those who seek to live as true disciples of Jesus Christ, but sometimes we fall short. Let us now examine ourselves before God. Humbly confessing our sins and submitting our hearts so that we do not deceive ourselves and cut ourselves away from God. Let us pray. Father God, you've set forth the way of life through your son, Jesus Christ, whom you love dearly. We shamefully confess that we have been slow to learn of him and have been reluctant to follow him. You have spoken and called to us, but we have not listened You have revealed your beauty to us, but we have been blind. You have stretched out your hands to us through our friends, but we have passed by them. You have accepted your gifts and offered little thanks. We are unworthy of your unchanging love. We now confess to you our sins. Please forgive us for the poverty of our worship, for the selfishness of our prayers, for our inconsistency and unbelief. For the ways we neglect fellowship in your grace. For your hesitation to tell others about Christ. For the ways which we deceive others. Forgive us for when we waste time and when we misuse the gifts you have given us. Forgive us for when we have made excuses for the wrong things we have done. And we have purposely avoided responsibility. Forgive us that we've been unwilling to overcome evil with good, and that we've not been ready to carry out our cross. Forgive us that we've not allowed your love to work through us to help others, and that we've not made their suffering our own. Forgive us for those times when instead of working for unity, we made it hard for others to live with us because of our lack of forgiveness, inconsiderate judgment, and quick criticism. Forgive us when we have not tried to reconcile with others and when we have been slow to seek redemption. Forgive us also for these sins that we silently confess to you now. God, the Father of all mercies is faithful to cleanse us From our sins and to restore us to Christ's image. Praise and glory be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us gathered here before the Lord, now in covenant, commit ourselves to Christ as his servants. Let us give ourselves to him so that we may fully belong to him. Jesus Christ has left us with many services to be done. Some of these services are easy and honorable, but some are difficult and disgraceful. Some line up with our desires and interests, and others are contrary to both. In some, we please both Christ and ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please God except by denying ourselves. Jesus Christ, we offer you this prayer. Let me be your servant. Let me follow your commands. I will no longer follow my own desires. I will give myself completely to your will. The power and strength to live as true servants is given to us in Christ. We accept the place and work that he's given us, acknowledging that he alone will be our reward. I am not my own. I am yours alone. Make me into what you will. Rank me with whose you will. Put me to use for you. Put me to suffering for you. Let me be employed for you. Let me be laid aside for you. Let me be lifted high for you. Let me be brought low for you. Let me be full or let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. With a willing heart, I freely give everything to your pleasure and disposal. (coughs) Christ is Savior to those who are his true servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. To be his servant is to, be, to consent fully to his will. Christ accepts nothing less. Christ will be all in all or he will be nothing. Now confirm this truth in holy covenant. Make it be a reality in your life in these three ways. First, set apart time in your day more than once to be spent alone with the Lord. Seek to perceive God's special care for you and gracious acceptance of you. Carefully think through the words of this covenant and its conditions. Examine your heart, even if you've freely given your life to Christ. Name the sins in your life. Reflect on whether you're willing to choose Christ's holy laws and strict commands. Be sure you are clear in all of these so you do not lie to God. Second, uphold a serious spirit of awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Do not trust in your own strength and power, but rely on God's promise of giving grace and strength. In this way, he will empower you to keep your promise. Fourth, be determined to be faithful. You've given your heart and life to God. You've opened your mouth to dedicate yourself to the Lord. With God's power, never go back to your former way of living. And last, be prepared to renew your covenant with God. Fall on your knees. Lift your hands. Open your hearts. Let us pray together. My righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me now as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness when I have not done your will. You promise mercy if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you rid yourself of every idol in your life. From the bottom of my heart, I here and now renounce every idol in my life. Covenanting with you that I will not commit any known sin. By turning against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch for any temptation that will lead me away from you. Through Jesus Christ, God offers to be your God again, if you allow him to be. Before all heaven and earth, I here and now acknowledge you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, As my Lord and God, I vow to give all of myself, body and soul, to be your servant and to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Jesus Christ is the only way and means to God. God has given us Jesus as the way and means to salvation. Jesus, I here and now accept you as the only new and living way. I join myself in covenant with you. I come to you hungry, sinful, and miserable, blind and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. With all my power, I accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own unworthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. Jesus, I here and now make this covenant with you and accept whatever comes in life. Through your grace, I promise that neither death nor life will separate me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I here and now willingly take on your yoke and burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I accept them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising I will strive to order my whole life around your direction. I will not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows you, even the thoughts of your heart, Oh God, you know that we have made this covenant today in sincerity, without deceit or reluctance. If you find anything false in us, guide us and help us to set it right. And now, glory be to you, God the Father. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my God and Father. Glory be to you, God the Son. You have loved me and washed me from my sins by your own blood. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God, the Holy Spirit. By your almighty power, you have turned my heart from sin to God. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my Comforter and Guide. O mighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, You have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. You are mine, and I am yours. So be it. May this covenant that I have made here on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen.